Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 10-11, the Tuesday, 20th of February, 2024. Bruce Siski Show here on KDAL. Good to have you along this morning. Uh, we'll be talking to Minnesota Wilderness Head Coach Colton St. Clair about 10.35 or so. Wilderness hosts their annual Cancer Awareness Weekend Friday and Saturday in Cloquet against the Janesville Jets off a sweet, or split, I should say, in Springfield over this past weekend down in Missouri. But first, a big day tomorrow for the Bulldog basketball teams. They're doing dollar tickets, trying to pack the gym for their home finale against St. Cloud State. And we'll preview it here with the head coach of the UMD men, Justin Wick. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, sure thing. Thank you. Uh, before we get to uh, tomorrow night and, and your team season, the run you're on here, uh, having won 10 of the row coming into the, uh, the game tomorrow night. Uh, yesterday we saw the Wild put up 10 goals in a 10-7 win over Vancouver. A game you could not possibly have predicted that the game would have taken on the personality that it did. And I've been around long enough to know that that happens sometimes. And you can expect a 2-1 game in hockey, and you end up getting an 8-7 game. That On occasion, this is the type of thing that will happen. Give any recollection of, of a time where maybe you thought a game would end up in the 50s and instead you're in the 90s or triple digits or perhaps the opposite where the game just takes on a personality you couldn't have seen coming. Yeah, I think it happens. You know, it happens a couple of times a year for us just with how, um, how, how variable it is making shots and making threes in our game, um, especially when you get, you know, 60 or 70 shots a game. I think it, you, you look at – you just look at our game on Friday against Minot. Uh, we're down 55 to 49 at halftime, and I don't think we've given up 55 points and a half in my entire career here. Um, wasn't quite expecting that. Uh, we, I think it was like 30 to 30 last time we played them at our place. So uh, sometimes guys make shots. Sometimes you're just um, not playing defense the way you're supposed to. And then you look on the other side, and you look at our regional tournament run last year, I think all three of our games were in the 50s, and we're averaging – you know, 85 points a game. So um, sometimes the games just kind of go in a certain direction. And uh, especially in hockey, you start pulling that goalie a little bit, you can get a couple goals. But I actually saw the highlights on Sports Center last night. It looked like it was a raucous time down there uh, in, the X- in the XL Center. And a game that those fans down there will definitely not forget. Do you ever have to remind your guys in a situation like that that, you know, sometimes this happens? You just got to stick with it. You got to stick with whatever the game is. Yeah, I mean, we talked at halftime uh, in Minot on, on Friday. Um, you know, usually when we score 49 points and a half, we're in a, we're in a pretty good spot. So um, it was a little bit of a mixture of not great defense, but also them just making every shot too. So you got to give them credit and, um, you know, just kind of kind of reset, refocus, just pretend the score is, you know, 36 to 30. No matter what the score is, you're still down six. So uh, it was a good uh, refocus moment for us. We held them to 39% from the field in the second half. And, I think they scored 30 in the second half. So um, it was a, it was a good moment of um, you know as a coach you, you kind of want to you know get after him a little bit. So I had to get after him a little bit to be better on defense, but also know uh, that we don't need to freak out. And uh, there's you know it's going to be tough for them to do that again. So um, I thought it was a good mixture and, and kind of showed our our, uh, our our leadership and and just how many veteran guys we have to just kind of stick with it and 
uh, pull out a really big uh, victory on Friday. Hey, since we last spoke, uh, you guys had your senior day. How'd you handle senior day? Because you're, you're, I mean, these are, you know, Jack Middleton and Drew Blair have been around for, it feels like forever. They've been fixtures in this program. And, and you know, we talked about, you know, since you've been here, it's it's been you and them. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a big day for sure. I know they both had a lot of people here. Um, it was the biggest senior day I've had here, especially, you know, since Bernie Meyer and that group is here. But uh, to have guys that I recruited from the get-go, these guys both uh, jumped on board uh, from a recruiting standpoint before we even played a game here and really believed in what we were doing. Uh, so it was emotional for sure. Um, it was the first time I've ever cried in a pregame, uh, pre-game senior ceremony when uh, they start walking out and going through all their – uh, accomplishments and awards and parents out there crying so it was uh you could tell how much this program means to them and their families uh, we had an amazing crowd here last weekend both friday and saturday uh, to kind of send them off the right way but also knowing it wasn't our last game in there um you know kind of held some of that back a little bit so when wednesday is big for us um we know we've clinched a bye to the pentagon in the conference tournament so uh, this is our last game here for both those guys in their in their career um i think Drew Blair still holding out, maybe a one percent chance we can host a regional, but there's a lot of things that need to happen for that, you know, to happen. So more than likely, this is our last game. It'll be emotional. I know our guys are extremely excited to play, uh, and those two especially know it's 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 their final game here. So uh, looking forward to hopefully another huge crowd, and um, the crowds we've had here since uh, after Christmas have have been phenomenal. They've seen some great games, some great. Um, some great competition, and our guys have been playing at a super high level. Talking to UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick, uh, you mentioned your defense improving. What was the big difference offensively in the second half on Friday and Minot in that comeback win? Well, like I said, I mean, we had 40, whatever, 47, 48 points in, in the first half, so I thought our offense was fine. Uh, we needed to keep doing that, need to keep getting good shots. We, and, um, you know, we talked earlier in the year, we were struggling to make threes. Um, some of our guys that, um, that we expected to be good three-point shooters have really shot the ball well these last, you know, last month or so since we've kind of gotten on a hot streak. So when you see guys like Jack Middleton and Drew Blair making, you know, three or four threes a game, that helps our offense uh, immensely. So uh, offense was uh, offense was similar. It was, you know, kind of getting back to being a little bit tougher defensively, taking a little more pride in winning your matchups, and uh, also just them cooling down from just uh, the amazing run they were on they were on offensively. So I think we scored the same amount of points in each half, um, but it was more about our defense for sure. Uh, Joshua Brown ended that game with 22 points on eight of nine shooting, which strikes me as awfully efficient. And he was, he, he's got some ticks on the other parts of the stat sheet, five rebounds, a couple of assists and a couple of steals in that game. A guy we haven't talked a whole lot about, but he's been one of your mainstay players here in this run. What kind of year has Joshua Brown had? Yeah, he's had uh, he's just had a very solid lead, uh, solid year, just like he's had these last couple. You know, he's he's never been our leading scorer. Uh, you know, we've had Blair, and then it's been different guys every year. Whether it's Andrews, Middleton, Katona, it's having a great year for us this year as our second leading scorer. But uh, JB's kind of just been consistently our you know third or fourth leading scorer, one of our best defenders, um, one of our best rebounders. He's so big and athletic for his position, uh, playing the two guard for us. So um, he's just kind of been that constant guy for us. Uh, for all, for all four years, uh, he's been on a couple, you know, all all tournament teams and some of our, um, you know, tournament runs, for, you know, as well. So uh, he's a guy that maybe gets overlooked a little bit just because he, you know, he hasn't won any all conference awards or anything like that. But uh, he started every every game for us for the most part in his entire career. Um, and he's he just got a lot of size at that two guard spot. You know, usually Blair Blair gets the best defender. Um, 
you know, against him every night. So JV's usually got a little bit of size on guys. Uh, he did a great job Friday and Saturday of just kind of getting downhill, getting to his spots, getting into the paint, getting to the rim. And he's one of the fastest guys um, I've ever coached, pushing that ball in transition when he goes. And he had a couple of those on Friday and a couple on Saturday. So I think I think he just, you know, he's one of those guys that's consistent. Uh, you know what you're going to get. Uh, he's never going to, you know, he's not always a 20-point-a-game guy, but when he's got some matchups and he's really juiced up, he, he, he's been really good for us. I think as I was trying to follow via the live stats, you know, calling a hockey doubleheader both days at Amsoil, and I, I want to say that, that Minot at one point had a 13-point lead. You guys come back and win on the road and against a, a team that you know is really good. And then you got to go to Bismarck, which is not a short trip. And I, I've got to think as a coach – are you a little worried here about a letdown? Because if, if you were, I would think your team kind of gave you a pretty emphatic answer with a good start in that game. Yeah, I mean, as a coach, you're you know you're definitely worried about it. I was really quick to congratulate them on the win uh, in the locker room after Friday, and about ten seconds into my speech, we turned our attention to to Saturday, uh, and you know I'm not afraid to talk about it. We can't hide their record and and whatever. So um, what I told them is. We need every ounce of intensity and focus and, um, you know, every word you can think of uh, to get ready for this game Saturday. The job's not done on these weekend road trips until you win two. And um, for as good of a win, as big of a win as that was for us on Friday, we needed to follow it up again. And that's where you hope you can lean on uh, veteran guys. I mean, all of our guys that are playing for us have played a ton of games in this league. We all know that if you don't show up uh, and if the other team makes some shots, you can be in for a dogfight. So I thought our guys um, really responded to that. Um, yes, they celebrated the win in the locker room, but after that it was on to the next one. And uh, that's what you hope you get with an old veteran team. And uh, we've been able to string 10 wins in a row because of that. They've, they've shown up every night. They're playing really hard. Uh, they're playing together. And they're, they're having fun out there. They, they understand what it takes to win. We've won some close games. Uh, so it was nice Saturday to kind of get a lead and, uh, keep extending that lead and be able to play some of our older guys uh, less minutes because we're going to need them here. Uh, you know, come 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 Wednesday. Did you jump out twelve zip on Saturday? Did I see that right? Yeah, twelve zip. We gave up a couple threes after that, and then I think we were up twenty or so midway through the first half. And Jeez. then, um, you know, the, the the goal was at halftime. All right, let's push this thing to thirty so we can, um, you know, get some other guys in. And I think we went you know, 8-0 or 10-0 to start the second half again. So we were up 30 pretty quick in the second half. And um, our guys, again, were making shots. They were they were playing really hard on defense. And I think if anything I've learned about this team this year uh, compared to previous years, our guys play extremely hard all the time. Uh, we haven't had a – we haven't had a letdown in, in intensity. We've lost some games here there, but haven't had a letdown in just how hard we play. Our guys off the bench are playing hard. And I think that's what has helped propel us to a, to a really good season so far. This strikes me as the hallmark of a of a mature veteran team. Knock on wood that that you, you've got that because it, it you 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 can't teach that type of stuff. It, it's just the, the, these guys seem to tr- they trust each other and you can trust them as a result. Yeah, I think so. You know, our, our practices have gotten a little shorter. Um, I've been trying to keep them fresh. Um, right now, for us, it's not about inventing a new offense or inventing a new defense. They know uh, what we're trying to do on both ends of the floor. Um, they get in and shoot and work on their game a ton uh, on their own. So our actual team practices are pretty short, uh, hour, hour 20, um, all the way through the week because um, I want these guys to be fresh and, um, you know, shot out of a cannon by the time we play on, on Friday and Saturday. So um, it's nice when you don't feel like you're having to, you know, continue to teach an offense or continue to teach some defensive concepts. 
we tweak things on a on a on a scout basis, you know, game by game. But for the most part, these guys have done all these different things against different teams. For a lot of these guys, that's you know, you're playing teams for the tenth or twelfth time in their career, and um, you know, coaches' systems and how teams play are, are usually pretty similar. So um, this team is they've done it all. They've been here before, um, and they also know the kind of intensity it takes to win as you get late in the season. And um, I know as a coach. You know, I know this group has been, you know, hopefully really excited to get back to postseason and continue to, uh, you know, to leave a mark on the program. But there's so many, so many games, obviously, that go into it to get there. Um, so it's it's been awesome to see them kind of refocus here down the stretch. I know they're excited about Wednesday to, to hopefully finish this off the right way, and then uh, postseason is is going to be as um, as challenging as ever. But I know uh, we're one of the best teams in the country as well. A couple more here for UMD men's basketball coach Justin Wick. 5.30, women's game, 7.30, men's game tomorrow. Dollar tickets, umdbulldogs.com. Snake knows in advance and avoid the lines tomorrow night. Pack the gym for the Bulldogs in St. Cloud State. Is, uh, you guys are, are you know, you're up to second. Like you said, you've clinched to buy in the conference tournament. But now you know, this is about finishing this off the right way and continuing on this run that you guys have been on. A couple of keys for tomorrow night uh, against St. Cloud State. Yeah, it's a huge game for us. Uh, you know, if we can win, I think we clinch the number two seed in the tourney, which um, means you play on Saturday and, and you get a day off down there instead of playing three days in a row. So that's big. Um, but more so just, to, you know, to finish this off the right way um, for these seniors that have had such a, uh amazing career here. Um, you know, our fans have been able to, to see these guys grow and to see this program grow and to be able to, you know, to see some of the crowds we've had these last couple uh, last couple of weeks, I'm thinking about the Midgey game, Mankato, Southwest, Sioux Falls. I mean, the, the when we made the bucket to go ahead on, uh, against Sioux Falls uh, last Saturday on senior night, I think that was the loudest roar, you know, roar I, I had heard in this gym since I've been here. So uh, the fans are really coming out. We wanted to really try to do something special here. I think it would be awesome to to get a sellout of about 2,000 here uh, on Wednesday. Uh, we had, had a couple um, – uh, a couple alums of ours really step up, and they bought 500 tickets, and we've been giving them out to different groups here around town. So um, my hope is this place is full. Uh, whether you got them for free or buy them for a dollar, uh, you're going to really enjoy your time here and, and get a chance to see um, you know two really good teams go at it. St. Cloud is young, but they remind us. They remind me of us a couple years ago. They started five freshmen. Uh, they're talented. Um, when you start five freshmen, it doesn't always go your way, but they're as dangerous as anybody. So. Uh, they beat Minot uh, last week. Or I'm sorry, two weeks ago in the road. So uh, they got some guys that can go. It should be a great matchup, and hopefully we can finish this regular season here on on a high note. I'll try to hook you next week, and we'll talk more about the conference tournament once you see the bracket, and, and we'll figure out you know who you're going to face and all that. Uh, so we'll do that next week before I leave for Colorado. But uh, you know, for you, as you look at this league where. You know, the top seven have ten or fewer have fewer than ten conference losses, and you know there's a bunch of teams that are at or over 500 overall. This feels like about as good a Division II basketball league as you're going to find. How good has this competition been for these 21 soon to be 22 games to get you guys prepared for what lies ahead? Yeah, there's there's no doubt this is the toughest I've seen this league in my you know 12 or 15 years, uh, whether I've been a head coach here or assistant, uh, um, you know other places. We've got the top level teams. You talk about Mankato and Morehead, and uh, hopefully can throw us in there. You know, in my eye, teams that have been ranked all the way up to number one in the country at, at different times. We've got two different teams ranked number one in the country. 
Um, we've been we were top ten for a while. We'll probably be top fifteen. Um, you know, going into this week, you know, might not have been there most of the year. Uh, but then you look at those teams. Uh, you talk about you know the top seven. I think when the regional rankings first come out tomorrow, there's probably a pretty good chance we've got seven teams in the top ten, which is uh, which is unheard of. Um, but that's just how deep it is. And um, then after that, teams eight through twelve, eight through thirteen are all good enough to beat you. And you've seen teams like Sioux Falls beat, um, you know, Sioux Falls uh, beat Moorhead, uh, St. Cloud beat Minot. These teams are these teams are pretty dang good teams as well. Uh, just playing in a really tough conference, so. Um, it shows a couple of things that it's been awesome, you know, for us to be able to win ten straight conference games here, kind of going through the gauntlet of these really good teams has been awesome uh, for our team to kind of validate itself a little bit. Uh, but that conference tournament, when we get down to um, we get down to Sioux Falls, whoever the final eight teams are, all of us have a great chance to win it, and we're all good enough to win it. And it's going to be some really good basketball down there. Um, and once we get into a regional, whether we get um, you know four or five teams into the regional, um, you know, our region along with the MIAA conference. I think we're the best two leagues uh, in the country, and it's going to be a heck of a regional tournament again. And I think we proved last year, winning, you know, winning it as a six seed, uh, anybody that's there can win it. Um, and hopefully, we get a chance to play in that tournament here in a couple weeks. Again, that is a five thirty doubleheader at Romano tomorrow. You can get tickets in advance by going to umdbulldogs.com. Thank you much. Good luck tomorrow against the Huskies. And like I said, I'll uh, we'll get uh, get you on here next week before you guys head to the Sanford Pentagon. All right, I appreciate it. We'd love to see a big crowd Wednesday, dollar tickets, um, bring, bring your friends, family, anybody you know. Uh, we'd love to get 2000 in there and uh, send these guys off uh, on, 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 on the right note. All right, we'll get them tomorrow. Justin Wick, head coach, UMD men's basketball team. Again, the details, 5.30 women's game, 7.30 men's game, $1 for tickets, umdbulldogs.com. Head there now. 10.29, Minnesota Wilderness coach Colton St. Clair. Joins us next on the Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota basketball after this. How much can you save when you shop Cub? Let's just say you might need a bigger cart. We've lowered prices, so you save more. On Essential Every Day, it's easy to see the savings. Across the aisles, from pantry products to frozen foods to delicious dairy and more. Your family will love it, guaranteed, or your money back. Shop Cub and save today. My Cub, my way. See store for details. The Golden Gopher women's basketball team entertains border rival Wisconsin tonight at Williams Arena. Minnesota freshman Grace Graholski is from North Prairie, Wisconsin. She's the reigning Big Ten Freshman of the Week after she scored 27 points in Saturday's win over Northwestern. Yeah, there are definitely games like that where it just feels like everything's going in. And again, I think I said this in, in the after-game interview, just... Like, our movement and everything helps get those open shots, and it, it really worked out that game. Now, with this game, um, obviously you're going against your home state team on Tuesday night. Um, one, how um, is there extra emotion attached to that? Uh, one, because of that connection, and two, because they uh, ended up getting you um, at, your, at, at their place earlier in the year. Yeah, I wouldn't say extra emotion, just more so just getting it from the last time we played them and we just want to keep staying in that win column so that's our always our goal what do they do that you guys have to keep an eye on what's a key for you guys in this game 
Yeah, last game I know their post player had a really good game against us and I know me myself just getting through screens and things like that. So I think the the big picture is just seeing the ball and having a good defensive game and hopefully our offense comes with that. That's go for freshman Grace Graholski. Tonight's game tips off at six o'clock at the barn. That's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. The Bruce Siski Show. You know what? I didn't want to play this card, certainly not this early, but guess what? Guess who's got the Subaru Impreza? Me. Guess who's got all the money? Me. Guess who's got a winning personality? Me. What do you have? You have a nice hairline. Fine. You have a strong jaw. Fine. But I got to tell you something, mister. Your personality needs some work. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAO. Ten thirty-five. By the way, seven AA, seven A boys hockey playoffs tonight. The quarterfinal round in both sections being played all over the area. You get the full list of pairings. You got them all. Everything's happening tonight. Minnesota, Wisconsin hockey, basketball, boys, girls. All of it is there. KDAL610.com. Just uh, scroll down on the front page in the news section. You'll see local sports. It is updated. Uh, updated every morning that I'm here. All the way through. I'll get you all the latest pairings. Again, KDAL610.com. And my conversation with Emma Stauber from uh, yesterday, the Proctor Hermantown Mirage, it's on the podcast page, KDAL610.com. Minnesota Wilderness head coach Colton St. Clair is up next. We'll preview their upcoming weekend. That's after CBS News. It's 1036. Brought to you by Sanju, the Bruce Siski Show on KDAL. The Bruce Siski Show. I heard you having money problems. No, you didn't. Listen, I got the answer. You declare bankruptcy, all your problems go away. How would that help, Creed? In Monopoly, you go bankrupt, you lose. You don't go by Monopoly, man. That game is nuts. Nobody just picks up get-out-of-jail-free cards. Those things cost thousands. That is a good point. Bankruptcy, Michael, is nature's do-over. It's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAO. 1041. I'm out tomorrow. We'll have some best of, including my chat with Emma Stauber from yesterday, previewing the girls' state hockey tournament, which is underway with Class A quarterfinals in St. Paul tomorrow. Again, full pairings on the website, kdal610.com. Also, you'll hear from UMD baseball coach Bob Rents tomorrow. I am back Thursday. Bratch Lospin, Grand Forks Herald. We'll look ahead to this weekend's UMD North Dakota series with other college hockey headlines that Brad has been reporting diligently on. We'll cover all that with him Thursday morning. Uh, Friday, I'll be out again traveling out to Grand Forks for the Bulldogs and the Fighting Hawks this weekend. And uh, we'll be hearing from North Dakota coach Brad Berry, UMV men's hockey defenseman, North Dakota transfer, Luke Bast on the radio show on Friday. Joining us now, speaking of North Dakota, he played his college hockey there. Now he's the head coach of the Minnesota Wilderness, Colton St. Clair. Good morning. Good morning, Bruce. Uh, how was that a rivalry with Duluth when you got when you were out there in North Dakota? It, it, I, I feel like these games, every once in a while, you get one that gets maybe a little over the edge. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, always a good team, uh, you know, playing to lose. It was, you know, those those series were fun, especially in the NCHC where any team can win any any night, and you had to be ready for it. And, yeah, I mean, it really was. It was kind of, a, you know, both teams uh, when I was playing were, were really good, and, and you had to bring your A game. And, obviously, part of it, um, you know, to get that edge, you got to have a little bit of that more uh, competitive spirit. 
so to speak. So it was, it was always fun to be a part of. Do you remember a couple times? I, I'm, I'm just trying to think back, and I can't remember if you were on the teams or not, but there's there were two or three times I'm sitting up there in the press box at Grand Forks, and I'm thinking, we have got to calm down. This is this is getting this is getting to be way too much to just play hockey. You ever you ever think that when you're on the ice? We've just got to start playing hockey here. Well, I mean, yes and no. I think that's uh... – you know, even at that age, you still get ahead of yourself a little bit emotionally at times, uh, especially when there's more on the line. Uh, but yeah, there are times where you're like, okay, like we set the tone a little bit. Um, you know, we got to make sure we actually stick to our systems and our structure and, and stay on the plan here. But it was always fun, you know, when both teams are going at it. And just like I said, it was those, those were what made, you know, hockey and especially the NCHC and college hockey fun. You know, you get both student sections involved and there's a lot on the line, so it was great. Were you still there when it was eight years ago yesterday? It popped up in my Facebook memories. Uh, eight years ago yesterday was Austin Polganski's overtime penalty shot against UMV. Were you there then? Yes, I was. Yep. What do you remember about that? that? I mean, it was. <laughs> I do remember that game. You know, it was a you know lower scoring game. Um, you know, I think it was a little bit. A little bit crazy to get a penalty shot in that situation, and I just remember, you know, everybody jumping off the bench and dog pounding that, you know, corner to the left of uh, left of their goalie there, um, section one fourteen, I believe, and it was just, you know, we couldn't believe it. It was just a game that could have gone back and forth either way a little bit, and you know, to go out there, it was it was uh, really great. So Jason Hasju was the sports information guy in North Dakota at the time. He yep. sent he sends one of his minions, Alec, up to write down for me the last time North Dakota won a game on an overtime penalty shot. And now I'm a I'm a big two teams on the ice that guy. I'd be all over that stat. But that was like the third straight game that UMD lost by the score of two to one, and I was having none of yep. this. I almost took Alex Penn and threw it on the ice, and that was like that. That's uh, still a running joke between him and I because now Alec is running communications out of North Dakota. Yeah, yeah, he was a he was a great kid too. Uh, you know, I got to know Alex a little bit with his build family in Fargo, or my sorry, they were a build family for the Fargo Force. So right. I first got to know him a little bit. Um, but yeah, that's I can see why. You know, the you know three games in a row that's always tough when you're you're just right there, you're on the cusp of it. Um, but yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> it was it was a moment, that's for sure. I'm just glad I didn't actually follow through and throw the pen on the ice. That might have led to a whole yep, different yeah. uh, whole different set of <laughs> issues for me. Even though the game was over and there was nobody on the ice at the time. Uh, talking to Minnesota yep. Wilderness head coach Colton St. Clair. Uh, you guys going to split last weekend in Springfield? You back in the win column on Saturday? How'd you feel about your your team's efforts of both nights down in Missouri? Yeah, you know, I thought um, you know Friday. You know it's that's a tough rink to play in, you know, things happen fast. You know, we, we haven't played there yet. Um, you know, any given puck, you know, that you send cross corner on the end wall, you know, can pop right back out to the net front. I thought, you know, if you look at the analytic piece of it, um, you know, the amount of chances that we had and, you know, shot opportunities, you know, that looked great. But at the end of the day, you know, there's, there's still little things and little details that, you, you, you got to do it this time of the year in order to, you know, essentially put a team away. And, you know, I think that there's times where we're just okay playing a close game. And, you know, but there's other times, you know, we, we can't let teams hang around too long. You know, if you, if it's a tie game going late, you know, that benefits them a little bit more, um, you know, gives them a little bit of hope, a little bit of confidence. And 
for me, it was just finishing and executing plays. And then Saturday, you know, again, it was, you know, we did a really good job, you know, defending the net front, you know, keeping them to the outside. And we stayed on the plan. And then we actually, you know, just like what I talked about with the guys on Saturday morning there, how to regroup and reset, you know, we, we finished a lot more plays out. And we executed. And, you know, obviously it showed with the 6-2 to two win. But it was a good good bounce-back game for, for our guys. Yeah, a couple of goals from Peyton Nelson, his first two for your colors. Uh, one of your newer players, 19 years old, out of Colorado. What have you seen from him so far? Yeah, you know, I think he actually had a hat-trick. They got it wrong on the on the site. Oh, uh, nice. But, I, yeah, you know, it was good. I think he had been a little bit snake-bitten. I think each game he's gotten better. Um, you know, it's I don't care who you are. It's the adjustment coming from the USHL to, to the NA, it's, it's still an adjustment. It's different leagues. Um, you know, I think there's a sense when guys get here that's going to be easier than it is. Uh, there's a little bit more physicality in our league. And, you know, I think it's always an adjustment period, and I think it, it took him a, a little bit. He was always willing to get better. He's a great kid. He's willing to do whatever he needs to do. Um, but it was good for him to finally get rewarded for, you know, grinding it out game in, game out. And so it was good to see him on the board. So he's a good confidence booster. I mean, yesterday in practice, too, I don't know if he missed a shot. So <laughs> it's funny how those things work out. So it was good. I say that you, you start getting – and you've got to get this, right? This time of year, you've got to get contributions from everybody. And, and getting a couple of guys that, that maybe haven't been able to get on the board, getting them on the board can make all the difference in the world because all of a sudden they're, they're playing a whole different way. Well, absolutely, because, I mean, you, you get into these – Essentially, we're in playoff hockey right now, right? And and teams are going to start checking, you know, your quote-unquote first and second lines a little bit heavier, a little bit more. And so to be able to get, you know, secondary scoring from guys, it's going to be a big piece of it. And, you know, that's, you know, you look at, you know, I know it's one game, but we've had some more guys in, in those roles start producing a little bit more. And, you know, that's obviously a good feeling as a coach to have. A couple more here from Minnesota Wilderness Coach Colton St. Clair. You guys get to Janesville this weekend in Cloquet, seven fifteen Friday and Saturday. Uh, a team that you've – this is one that you've seen this year. Your, your thoughts on rematching with the Jets this weekend on home ice? Well, it's, it's going to be great. I mean, every time we play, it's, it's good hockey. And, and obviously, you know, we can look. They're just ahead of us in the standings by three points. So these are big weekends. And – you know, that's – you do hate to always, you know, look at the standings, but this time of the year I think it puts in a little bit more perspective to, to the team of, you know, you got to bring it every single day. You know, and, and you know, they lost three out of their last four to the Wendigo, so, you know, they're going to be coming in, fixing some things, be hungry. and But for us, I just care, you know, if, if we're just the best version of ourselves and, you know, this – with some of the newer guys that we've got in recently, you know, we're just starting to come together. So I think that's a big thing and, and just really excited for the opportunity to play a great team this weekend. Um, like I said, it's always great hockey. It's fun to coach. And, you know, hopefully our guys have a little bit more jump. We all have a, a story or multiple stories of how cancer has affected us or it's affected family members, those close to us, those that we, we care deeply for. I'm not going to ask you to tell those stories on the air, but what's it mean to, to see the involvement of this organization every year with Cancer Awareness Weekend and, and raising money for the St. Luke's Foundation with this jersey auction this week? I mean, it's so important. I think, you know, it goes a long way. You know, our, our guys at in November, you know, we did a fundraiser and everyone grew mustaches and, and raised it for 
American Cancer Society and gave all the money to to charity and and just to help out. And you know, the the biggest thing for me is, uh, you know, you can always look at it as a coach. And some people probably say, oh, they always do these things because everybody else does it, or you know, it just makes them look better. We're we're in it to do the right thing, and we're in it to, you know, I always say the person makes the player. And for me, just our guys being involved in with with those type of things is it's so important to to life and it's so important that there's there's things out there bigger than yourself and that's that's the message i love to you know um, reiterate to the guys and they do a great job and it's just such a good room in there and and just happy to help out any way that we can well said man appreciate it as always good luck this weekend Thanks, Bruce. Appreciate it. All right, Colton St. Clair, head coach, Minnesota Wilderness, 715 Friday, Saturday, Jersey Auction at WildernessHockey.com or in person this weekend. 1052, wrap it up in a moment on KDAL. 10.59 on this Tuesday. I mentioned I'm out tomorrow. We'll have some best of material. Dave will bring that to you, including my chat from yesterday with Proctor Hermantown girls hockey coach Emma Stauber. They play War Road 8 p.m. tomorrow in the state Class A quarterfinals, as you heard Ryan talking about in the prep update. All the other playoff games tonight. Good luck to all the teams. We'll track them. We'll have all the scores for you on the website as well. Back in studio Thursday. Have a good Tuesday. Thanks for listening. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No. Yes. No. Well, no. I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What would you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFF, and 610 KDAL Duluth Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.